In regards to the mitzvah, which is in our this week's parsha, Elov to him to the Novi, you shall listen. Heron of Fogna Novi Shiye Behold of that you should listen and uh, do what he says in regards to every Novi that will be in every generation. Zog the Ramam, the Ramam says as follows Kol Novi Shiamad Achra Moshe Rabbeinu. Any prophet that arises after Moshe Rabbeinu, we don't believe in that Novi because he does some fantastic uh, miracle to impress us and to make us believe that he is a Novi. We don't believe in him, we don't listen to him because of that miracle that he did. We listen to him because there's a mitzvah in the Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu commanded us. And he said, In the Torah it says that if a Novi arises and does a miracle to convince you, you should listen to that Novi. That's why we listen to the Novi, because the Torah says to listen to him. Not because we're impressed by the miracle and we're convinced that uh, he is a true prophet and therefore we should do what he says. And even though the fact that we don't believe in him only because he did a miracle is is something that you can understand logically. It's a very simple logical conclusion that you should come to. Because there are many ways in which a person can make this uh, seeming miracle. It could be uh, magic, it could be even... It could even be uh, what's today called magic, you know, the sleigh of hand, who knows. That according to this it would come out as Imagine if for some reason you were certain there was no question in mind that what he's doing is not magic. He's not doing it with some trick, it is really a miracle. If you had some way of being convinced of that, and therefore, as it is a Novi Yanis, and therefore if he was able to do a real miracle, then he must be a true uh, prophet. So then you would have to listen to him, even if the Torah didn't say, you shall listen to him. Because you have your own proof. The guy did a miracle, so therefore now you know for sure that he's a true prophet. So even if the Torah didn't say, listen to him, you would still have to listen to him. Because now that you know that he's a prophet, because he did this miracle, and you're convinced without question that it really was a miracle, so then he is a true prophet. And when a true prophet speaks in the name of Hashem, you are obligated to listen to him. Even if the Torah wouldn't say that if somebody does a, mir- a miracle, you should listen to him. However, based on what we know, the mitzvah we know that in regards to those mitzvahs that there was already a command from Hashem before Matan Torah about certain mitzvahs. For instance, Mila, Gidanosha, uh, and so on. Adosvos, Mezainen, Mekayim, the mitzvahs. It's that the fact that we do those mitzvahs now, after Matan Torah, is Ein Onu Oisem Elu Mitzagosh Baruch Haidem Meshur Rabbeinu Olav Shalom. We do them only because Hashem commanded Meshur Rabbeinu to, uh, to pass on that mitzvah to us. Not because Hashem told Avram Avinu or Yaakov Avinu or any of the other prophets 
back then before Matan Torah. We don't do it because Hashem said it to Avram. We do it because Hashem said it to Moshe Rabbeinu. That's why we do the Mila today. And that's why we do Gidanosha today. So based on that, is Fashtandik, so it's understood as that the same would hold true if there was a command from Hashem to, through a prophet. After Matan Torah, the same scenario as before Matan Torah, you would have after Matan Torah. Hashem speaks to a prophet and he tells the prophet to tell us to do so and so. As mitzad atzmam hamazenishtin zirdem teikif from mitzvah shutzivu b'sinai. That the mitzvah that Hashem tells us through another prophet doesn't have the same impact and the same power as the mitzvah that Hashem says in the Torah, which He gave at Sinai. Just like the the mitzvahs that Hashem told Avram Avinu before Matan Torah, that's not why we do it. So also, if Hashem told them prophet after Matan Torah. It's not because of that that we do it, but it's because Hashem said Elof Tishmon, which means there's a mitzvah in the Torah that says you should listen to the prophet. Not because we're convinced that the prophet spoke to Hashem, Hashem spoke to the prophet, and therefore we're doing it. We're doing it because Hashem says in the Torah that if a prophet comes and says that Hashem told, told me to tell you to do this, do it, because the Torah says to do it. As we can understand from the scene that took place at Matan Torah, there was lightning and thunder, and there was all kinds of impressive stuff that went on by Matan Torah. And even though there was all this very impressive, miraculous stuff going on, that's not why the Yidin believed in the Torah or Moshe Rabbeinu. That's not why they believed. Because if it if it if that's the reason why the Yidden believed in Moshe was because there was thunder and miracles and all the other stuff that was going on by Matan Torah, then it would come out that why do we believe in Moshe? We believe in Moshe because of the he did wonderful tricks, wonderful miracles at Matan Torah. So if the basis of our belief in Moshe was because of the, the stuff that went on by Matan Torah, then Moshe Rabbeinu would be reduced to, we believe in him because he did an ice. And therefore, therefore it wouldn't have the power of, we believe in it because it's the Torah. We believe in Moshe because it's of a miracle, not because the Torah says to believe. What is the what's the truth? It's not the tricks, the, the stuff that went on by Matan by Matan that is what made Moshe Rabbeinu real in our eyes. It's Matan itself which what which is what made Moshe Rabbeinu real in our eyes. as the pasuk says, as vos What is it? that will cause the Yidden to believe in Moshe Rabbeinu forever, for eternity. It's not because there will be miracles and thunder and lightning. It's because I, meaning Hashem, will come to you in the thick of the cloud, 
because I need, I want the Yidden to hear me speaking to you. I want them to be witnesses that I am giving the Torah to you, so that it's not some thunder and lightning which establishes the veracity of Moshe Rabbeinu as a prophet. It's the fact that we hear Hashem speaking to him. That's what established his truth as a prophet. So Moshe Rabbeinu became established as a Novi to the Yidden, not because of some side thing, but because we heard Hashem speaking to him. We are witness to the fact that he had prophecy. We saw, we heard him have prophecy. When the river is the Rambam Medayik, Mipteya Mitzvah, also Moshe Betayra, Tzitzibah Moshe Betayra, and that's why the Rambam says that we listen to the, to the prophet that comes in later generations because that Moshe said in the Torah that you should listen to him because it's a mitzvah which is in the Torah which comes from the Torah to listen to the prophet that gives it an, a, a greater power which a mere command from Hashem, private conversation between Hashem and a Novi, in which He tells us to do something, doesn't have the power if it, as much as if it came from the Torah itself. The mitzvahs that the mitzvahs that come from the Torah have more power than the ones that Hashem tells a Novi to tell us. Till we come, this leads to a very fundamental halacha. The difference between the, uh, the words that come from the Torah, psukim that are written in the Torah, or psukim which are written in Navi. And, because the Gemara says that we, can, we can't compare, or we can't even learn out the halacha for the Torah from what it says by a prophet. But the prophet said, the prophet said, doesn't have the same power as the Torah says. And therefore, there's no comparison to a Pasuk that's written in the Torah, to a Pasuk that's written in the Prophets, as having been said by a Prophet, because that doesn't have the power, as, as much power as the mitzvahs that are written in the Torah. Beis. However, according to this, that the reason we listen to a Navi is because the Torah said to listen to the Navi, Nish mitzad. Them not because he created a miracle. That's not why we listen to him. In other words, we don't listen to the Navi because the Navi said to listen to him. We listen to the Navi because the Torah said to listen to him. Is Nish moving the Hemshuk from Perikhes from Hilchas Yisaida Torah and Rambam? According to this, we have to understand what the Rambam writes in the eighth chapter of Yisaida Torah, where he talks about prophecy. Where he tells us at length, in great detail, that the reason that the the, the Yidden believed in Moshe Rabbeinu is Nish is not because of the miracles that he did, but and he says he lays down the foundation that anyone that believes in something because of a miracle, because of something that he did we'll always have a question, we'll always have a doubt. Because you don't know for sure that it is 100% certain, maybe he tricked you, you don't know what the story is. 
why then did they believe him? It's based on what happened at Sinai. That our own eyes saw it wasn't somebody else that saw it and told it to us. Our own ears heard Hashem speaking to him. It wasn't somebody that reported it to us. So we were witness to the events. It's not some miracle that happened which is unrelated to whether the prophet the prophet spoke to Hashem or not. We heard him speaking to Hashem. I should say communicating, because he didn't speak to Hashem, Hashem spoke to him. And then he concludes that chapter, chapter 8, Therefore, if a prophet comes along, and he does great miracles, very impressive miracles, and then he says... He, he wants to say something that will undermine the, the true prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu. Ein we don't, we reject anything that he says. Because the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu is not true to us because of some miracle that he did. Therefore, if Moshe Rabbeinu was established based on a miracle and this new prophet is established based on a miracle so you could say well let's measure up Moshe Rabbeinu's miracle to his miracle whose is a bigger miracle whose is more impressive and therefore you could make your decision who do you believe and who you don't believe but it's not so that's why the Rambam concludes Moshe Rabbeinu's truth is not established on a miracle that he did it's based on the fact that we saw it ourselves we heard it ourselves so now that the Ramam says that the now we have to understand the reason that we believe a, a prophet which we believe to be a true prophet and we don't believe someone that we considered to be not a true prophet is mitzadam taikif and is all based on what the Torah says in the Pasuk Eilif Tashmo one Pasuk says you shall listen to this one the one that is established to be a true prophet and you shouldn't listen to the other prophet which you've established to be not a true prophet based on the Torah's criteria of how you establish a true prophet and a, and a and how you come to know that the other one is not a true prophet. So we, it's all based on the criteria that the Torah lays out about who you should listen to and who you shouldn't listen to. And not because in our minds we have, it, it's, it's more established as truth that he must have spoken to Hashem. This idea should have been as a zananda regedelagami that they're we're talking about two different things. We're not. This isn't a competition of who's doing bigger miracles, or even if there are, if he's doing miracles, it's all based on what the Torah says. The Torah says if somebody does so and so, listen to him. That's what it's based on. If somebody says something else, don't listen to him. And it's not has nothing to do with the greatness of his miracles. So that should have been clearly spelled out in the Rambam's explanation of who you listen to and who you don't listen to. He should have made that clear that this is the standard. The standard is we listen to what the Torah said to do 
and we don't we're not interested in the miracles per se. Ubachlal and just in general is Sefer Yadvas a Sefer for Nalachas. The, the whole Sefer of the Rambam, which is a Sefer, which is all a collection of Allahs, is their art from Rayas al Dercha There he should be discussing and proving his points based on what Halacha says. Mashenkin Arayas Sichlis, Fabasa Nobi, Shabikish Lahakish, Nuvashish, is a Nobi Sheker. Whereas when it comes to discussing the philosophy of it, why a, a, a prophet that comes to undermine Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy, and as he explains it in the Yad HaZaka, that this new prophet that's coming to undermine Moshe Rabbeinu is undermining something that you know for a fact to be true because you saw it yourself. That kind of discussion belongs more in his philosophical work which is called the Meir Nevochim. In Yad HaChazaka, he should be talking, simply bringing, what does the Halacha say about which prophet you should listen to? And not, not quote, philosophical um, convictions, why this, you know, when you believe the new prophet that is undermining Moshe Rabbeinu, then you're undermining your own proof. And that is a philosophical discussion. Here he should be talking simply. The Torah says listen to him, so you listen to him. The Torah says don't listen to the other guy because he's doing something which goes against what Moshe Rabbeinu said, so you don't listen to him. It doesn't matter why, what the philosophy behind it is. That is not, the place for that is not in Yad HaChazaka. There is a place for it in Meir Nebuchim. And therefore, the Rambam should simply spell out the law of how to establish a prophet. In short, the reason that we have to believe in and listen to what the Navi says is not because of the miracle that he did. Of course, we ask him for a miracle. He has to establish his bona fides based on a miracle even though the miracle doesn't prove much, but the Torah says that he has to give you something with, uh, that you can base it on. So therefore, it is based on an ice, but it's not only, it's not it's clear, merely based on the miracle, nor rather the reason why we believe in the prophet is because the Torah says that you should believe the Torah said in the Torah you should believe a, a prophet that does a miracle even though we have no way of knowing whether that miracle is a real miracle or maybe the guy just knows magic and he's doing it that way and then he should continue but if the prophet came along and he did some incredible miracle but then he comes along and his prophecy is based on undermining Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy in other words he says something which goes against what Moshe Rabbeinu said in his prophecy which is the Torah so when he undermines something that Moshe Rabbeinu said in the Torah by this he is undermining the truth of the Torah if the Torah says something and he wants to say that, it's di- that you have to do something different, what the Torah said not to do, so then of course he is undermining the Torah. 
is a fila in ba and therefore even if the miracle works out for him, you should not listen to him. It's not based on the miracle that he did. It's all based on what the Torah says you should or shouldn't listen to when a prophet speaks. So basically the question here is, the Rambam should make it clear. Prophecy is based on what the Torah says, what the Torah says you should listen to, and what the Torah says you shouldn't listen to. It's not based on philosophical calculations about who's a greater prophet, Moshe Rabbeinu or him, and so on. That isn't the issue in Yad HaChazaka. It ha- you could have a discussion like that in Meir Nebuchim, in a philosophical work. But over here it should be boiled down to what's the halacha? Listen to this kind of prophecy. Don't listen to that kind of prophecy. Gimel, Nochmer, even more so. In the Perik Shol in the next Perik, Gefintmen Perik Tez, Gefintmen as the Rambam verbind inyan atero b'chal mit nevuos Moshe. We find that the Rambam links the... Uh, the Torah in general with being the prophecy of Moshe. He says, He talks about somebody, a, pro- a prophet, so to speak prophet, that comes along and he says that Hashem sent me to add a new mitzvah to the Torah or to take away one mitzvah from the Torah. Or he comes and he explains some details about a mitzvah, something that we haven't heard. He's not coming to create a new mitzvah, just a detail in a mitzvah that we haven't heard until now from Moshe Rabbeinu. Or he comes along and he says that the mitzvahs in the Torah were never meant to be eternal. They were only they have a, an expiration date. They last for a thousand years or whatever he decides. And after that, you don't have to do it anymore. El They were only meant to be temporary for a certain amount of time. Zokter Rambam. So the Rambam says about this person, as it is a Nobi Sheker, that that is clearly a false prophet. Because he is now denying the prophecy that Moshe Rabbeinu said. Moshe Rabbeinu said in the Torah. Sukim, which clearly state that it's forever and so on and he's coming to undermine that so therefore he must be a false prophet because he's undermining the truth of Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy and he says something similar at the end of the Perek after having spoken that he said that if a prophet comes and he says that as a temporary measure I'm telling you to override a, a certain mitzvah of the Torah or whatever so then you do listen to him because it's only temporary he has instructions from Hashem as a temporary measure for instance like Elio, Bahara Carmel where it was prohibited to bring Karbonus outside the Beis Amigdash and yet Elio said this one day we are, we're, Hashem told me to do it this way and we listen to him but if, if, even as a temporary measure, he comes and he says, today it's okay to worship an idol. Not even today. He says, just for this, these five minutes, this is what's necessary. We're going to worship an idol. If he says that, the Torah says you should not listen to him. So therefore, because the Torah says that never is one permitted to worship an idol even as a temporary measure. So therefore, 
if he says that this is what needs to be done, he is denying the truth of Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy, which is the Torah. So the Rambam makes it all about he is de- this prophet is denying the truth of Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy. That's how he frames the objection to all of these things. Why you can't worship Avodah even temporarily? Why you can't accept that the mitzvahs are only temporary or the or that there is a new mitzvah, or that to take off a mitzvah, and so on. Is nishmuva, so we have to understand, when this prophet comes along and he says something like that, one of those things we just mentioned, he's not only denying the truth of Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy, what he's really doing is undermining a mitzvah which is written in the Torah, that's what he's doing. Like one mitzvah in the Torah says, never add a mitzvah, do not take away a mitzvah, and he wants to come and add a mitzvah, or he wants to come to take away a mitzvah. Or the Pasuk that says that these words of the Torah are forever, they are eternal. So he's trying to undermine that by saying that it was only a temporary thing, the mitzvahs were never meant to be forever. The Rambam should be saying that the problem here is that this prophet is coming to undermine the Torah. Why is he saying that he's coming to undermine Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevoah? This, that the man is trying to undermine the Torah, seems to be of a much more serious nature than trying to undermine Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, prophecy. And as we said before, if he says that he's coming to undermine Moshe Rabbeinu's nevuah, as opposed to if he said that he's if he said that he's coming to undermine the Torah, we said before that the mitzvahs which are written in the Torah have a much greater strength to them than mitzvahs that were told to us by a prophet. So therefore, why does the Rambam make the problem about this new prophet, the false prophet, that he's denying the Nevuah of Moshe, when he could be saying that he's denying the, the mitzvah in the Torah? That's a much bigger problem. And that would include the, the difference between a mitzvah in the Torah or a prophecy, would of course include also Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy that the Torah has, has more power than Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy as well. And the, the prophecies, the mitzvahs that come through prophets don't have the same impact as the prophecies, that, as the Torah which came at Man, uh, Har Sinai. So therefore, the Ram, why does the Ramam insist as making it as violating the Nevoah of Moshe rather than violating the mitzvah in the Torah? It would seem that perhaps we could explain it in this way. As the far that this is the reason that the Rambam makes it about denying the prophecy of Moshe rather than denying the truth of the Torah. Because how do you know that he's a false prophet? By the fact that he denies Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy. Of course, once you establish that he is a false prophet, then all the laws that apply to a false prophet apply to him. But first we have to 
we have to establish that he's a false prophet. And as the Ramam explains in the previous Perik, as we mentioned before, as a that since Moshe Rabbeinu's Nebuah wasn't established to us based on miracles that he did uh, the Rambam says uh, you know he split the sea Moshe Rabbeinu didn't split the sea to make to impress us he split the sea because the Yidden had to go through he didn't bring man because he wanted to impress us and establish his bona fides he brought the man because the Yidden needed to eat he only did miracles as they were needed he didn't do them to impress us. What then impressed us about Rabbeinu? We saw the Abish to speak to him. That's we saw that. Kumtois as midzai So therefore, <clears throat> when you pit a, another prophet, a later prophet, against Moshe Rabbeinu you're not pitting two prophets against each other, as the Ramam says, and see who's a bigger miracle maker. You're, here comes a prophet, and he's trying to tell you that something that you saw with your own eyes is not true. Moshe Rabbeinu said, this is how it has to be. I'm telling you it's different. Which means, we know Moshe Rabbeinu to be a prophet, a true prophet, and that whatever he says is from Hashem, because we saw it happen. The new prophet comes along and he says, he does a miracle, he wants us to believe him based on a miracle. Of course we accept Moshe Rabbeinu because we saw Moshe Rabbeinu's truth, we're not believing in it from some other side thing. Thus haste. Ven the Rambam, ven, so in other words, how do you establish that this prophet is false because you compare him to Moshe Rabbeinu? Moshe Rabbeinu's truth is a much bigger truth. If the Rambam was discussing about the, the horror of giving false prophecy and how great a sin that is that this prophet is committing. He comes along and he says that the Ebeshter told him to add a mitzvah, terrible thing, he violated a principle in the Torah and so on. If that's what he was talking about then he would say the prophet is coming and denying a principle in the Torah that's what it would be about but since that's not what the Ramam is talking about but since the Rambam is trying to explain to you why, how to establish who is the false prophet and he says Sharei because how do you know that he is the false prophet? He wants to explain to you how you should come to the conclusion that this is a false prophet. And the reason for that is, the underlying uh, logic of that is, that you're comparing him to Moshe Rabbeinu, there is no comparison. Moshe Rabbeinu you saw with your own eyes, he is just trying to impress you with a miracle. So that's the issue at hand now. That's what the Rambam is trying to explain here. That's why he makes it about that he's coming to undermine Moshe Rabbeinu's Nebuah. And if he wants to come and try to establish himself in a way that undermines Moshe Rabbeinu, of course he's the false prophet. That's the issue. That's why he makes it about Nebuah Moshe. It's not about the horror of what he's doing by delivering false prophecy it's about 
How do you establish who is the false prophet? So that you'll know how to treat him as a false prophet. So perhaps you can answer it that way. But to answer this is very difficult to accept. Because that is already a well-established principle. The Rambam already established it. That somebody who comes along to deny Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevoah is going against something that we saw. He already established that uh, comparison to Moshe Rabbeinu. As he explained it in the previous chapter. Is the Khmistaber Loimara Dosis the Dos the Tam Fuchimara Lochas Vidina Nobishekar? Therefore here he must be talking already about the seriousness of what is happening when a false prophet gives a false uh, prophecy. So if that's what he's talking about, because he's already established the comparison between Moshe Rabbeinu and all other future prophets. So therefore he can't be talking about that again. That's already established in the previous chapter. So this must be talking about now he's coming to undermine the Torah and that the, how, how terrible that is. If so, then we're back to he should be making it about that this false prophet is trying to deny principles in the Torah, not principles of Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy. Hey, the Tmiya is noch greser, and this question becomes even more pronounced. Megifint in Zelben Perik, we find in this same chapter, as the Rambam Nutz Takadim Loshen Torah, that the Rambam does use the uh, wording, he comes to deny the truth of Torah. He says it further, that if the prophet comes along and he wants to uproot something that we have, it's not even written in the Torah, it's something that was handed down through tradition that this is Allah that Moshe Rabbeinu said this is how it should be done and he wants to say no, 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 no that's a mistake or Hashem told him that it no longer is valid or he comes along to say that there's, there's been this question going on I don't know the difference between Rashi and Rabbeinu Tamz as, a, as an example which are the correct film Rashi and Rabbeinu Tamz and he comes and he says Hashem told me that I should tell you that it's Rashi's film. That's the correct one. That is a false prophet too. Because he, by saying that, he is undermining a principle in the Torah. What is that? The Torah says, The Torah says that the Torah is not in heaven. Which means that we don't, once the Torah was given on Har Sinai, Hashem will no longer communicate truth or fault, anything else about the Torah. He gave us the entire Torah. This is what it is. The rest we have to, we have to work with the rest. He is no longer going to be revealing any new, print, any new things in Torah. So when a, a, a prophet says that uh, this uh, tradition that you think or you've been doing is wrong or right or that uh, this is how the mitzvah should be done, that's false. The principle in the Torah is it doesn't come from heaven anymore. So is nishvastandi the So now we have to understand the difference. Over here, the Rambam said that he's coming to undermine, to deny a principle in Torah, not Moshe Rabbeinu, a principle in Torah. So we have to understand the difference. By mitzvah, when he talked about that, if he wants to come along and add a new mitzvah, or he wants to come along and take away a mitzvah, or he wants to say that mitzvahs of that they were only a temporary thing. 
And also, also in regards to Avay Dezara, if the Prophet wants to say that as a temporary measure we should worship Avay Dezara, but there he says the reason that we are, don't believe him is because he's coming to undermine the prophecy of Moshe in regards to these things he wants to tell us if it's Rashi Ramitam and those principles here he changes it the Ramam changes it to he's coming to deny the principles in Torah why does he make that change? And Nochmer, and it's even more of a problem. When a prophet, a false prophet, comes along and says that Hashem sent him to explain a certain mitzvah, and it's an explanation that we haven't heard from Moshe Rabbeinu. In regards to that, the Rambam said that he's coming to deny the nevuah Moshe. So here the Rambam says that it's, the problem is that he's coming to undermine the Nevoah of Moshe. Is it the mitmach At the same time, of course, he is, of course, denying at the same time, he's also undermining what the Torah says, which is, it's not in the heaven. Hashem said it no longer comes from heaven. From that pasuk we learn that a Novi cannot come along and bring some new mitzvah to us, or an explanation, or a detail, and so on. The zelben pasuk velches is makrish dervazok chavayetzive lo yishadin kach, which is the same pasuk which is teaching us, which taught us that the Novi cannot come along and say that this is how Hashem told me that this is what should happen in this situation. When he comes along to say that, that Hashem told him. Like in the example that we gave of Rashi and Rabbi Tam, Hashem told him that this is how it should be done. Here the Rambam says that it's, the problem is that the Both of them come from the same Pasuk, which is Therefore a, a prophet cannot say to reduce, to take away a mitzvah, to add a mitzvah. He can't do or rather, he comes and he says that uh, comes with a new detail that Moshe Rabbeinu, we never heard from Moshe Rabbeinu, that comes from the Pasuk Leib Shemaimi. Over there, the Ramam uses the term that he's denying the Nevoah of Moshe. When it, comes to, when it comes to tell you that you should put on Rabbeinu Ta- Rashi's as opposed to Rabbeinu Tam's, Hashem told him that that's the correct one, here he says that it's Lahak They both come from the same Pasuk Leib Shemaimi. So how, why is the Ramam changing from one to the other? Since both of these scenarios, the the prophet, the so to speak prophet, is undermining that pasuk. Why should we make a difference? Why does Rama make a difference between this nuance of the change that he's trying to make or the new idea that he's trying to introduce, and the other one as there the one that comes and says that Hashem sent him to give you the details of a, a new detail in a mitzvah he, or to explain the explanation of something that is considered undermining the uh, the Nebuah Moshe and the one that comes and says that Hashem told me that you have that question of how it should be done this is how it should be done here he says that's coming to undermine the Torah 
It might be helpful to learn through Perik Tes, a little bit of Perik Ches and Perik Tes, in order to get a better clarity of what uh, what's going on. Vov, the Tam Favos by Siyama Perik. The reason why at the end of the Perik, the prophet that comes along and says that Hashem told him that at this at some moment they should worship idols. Why over there does the Ramam say that he comes to deny the prophecy of Moshe? We perhaps could explain it in this way. By first explaining something else. And the Sifri says, on the Pasuk that says that he shall speak to them, meaning the prophet shall speak to them. When Hashem sends a prophet, he should speak to the Yidden and tell them what he said. So the Sifri says, that the prophet has to speak directly to the Yidden. He's not allowed to put an interpreter or somebody that, a uh, loudspeaker, you know, he has a soft voice, I'll tell it to you, you yell it out to the people. You're not allowed to do that. He has to speak directly to the people. So it comes out like this. What is the what happens if some uh, Navi tells the Yidden to do something and somebody goes ahead and he doesn't do what he said? A true prophet. What is the penalty? death by the hand of, of Hashem. Hashem says, I will deal with him. Is so when does that apply? Is That penalty would apply only if the Yid heard it directly from the Navi. Not if he heard it from someone who heard it from the Navi. Because it says, he has to speak directly to them. That's when the Nevi'is, the prophecy, brings with it the power of prophecy. That if you violate it, you're Chayim Misa B'deshamayim. But if you heard it from someone who heard it, then he's not Chayim Misa. Not if you heard it from a translator or whatever, or someone else. Undaragachavagoin adds another nuance to this and he says, as a that even if you hear it directly from the prophet, is uh, is the That is only if he hears it from the Navi. When the Navi is prophesizing, in other words, when he is prophesizing, which means Hashem is speaking to him and he's repeating the word of Hashem, he's in the moment. Then if you heard it and you violated, then the person would be Chayim Misa. But if the prophet finished his prophecy, he was in the moment, Hashem was speaking to him, he pronounced his prophecy, the next day somebody asks him, by the way, what were you talking about yesterday? What were the instructions? And he repeats the instructions. You heard it directly from the prophet, but you didn't hear it at the moment of prophecy. It's still not Chayim Misa, even if you violated it. However, as I said, when you hear it from the prophet later, after he was in the moment of prophecy, it's no different than hearing it from a translator. It's only the prophecy itself which has the power of prophecy. But even if the prophet himself repeats it to you the next day, it's like someone reporting the prophecy. It's the prophet himself, but he's reporting the prophecy. Based on this, we could say perhaps as that somebody that is in the generation of Moshe, 
he, he heard Moshe Rabbeinu teaching about a certain mitzvah and then he went and he violated it there would be a major difference if he was violating the, the, uh, the mitzvah of Avedazara or any other mitzvah what's the difference? by mitzvah of Avedazara in regards to the mitzvah of Avedazara those we heard directly from Moshe Rabbeinu when he was in the moment of prophecy as Hashem was speaking it to him so if somebody violates Avedazara and he heard it directly from Moshe Rabbeinu in the moment of prophecy at Har Sinai so then he he violated the words of Anavi based on how the Raghat Shavar explains violating the, uh, that only if in the moment of prophecy all the other mitzvahs though Hashem told it to Moshe and we didn't hear that and then Moshe Rabbeinu repeated it to us. So we weren't, we didn't hear it from Moshe Rabbeinu at the moment of prophecy. Since all the other mitzvahs we heard from Moshe after he had heard it from Hashem. Then it doesn't apply in regards to all those other mitzvahs even in the generation of Moshe. Meaning that you heard it directly from Moshe Rabbeinu you wouldn't be liable, a person wouldn't be liable to having violated the words of the Navi and therefore Chayim Misa based on that because it's not in the moment of prophecy but Avaydazara is so based on this we can explain the Shinui in Loshna Rambam and now why the Rambam changes it to Oivar al as the far by that's why he he brings in, that's why he makes it about denying the prophecy of Moshe in regards to Avedazara to Maramazain, because he's teaching us another thing in by the way, as in Dem that in regards to Avedazara there's another issue that you're dealing with. In addition to the fact that the person violated a principle of Torah, there's another issue. Of course, is no different than all the other mitzvahs. And if you violate them, you're violating a principle in Torah. But over here, there's another issue to deal with. The Hainu, which is that now you're dealing with a violating a prophecy that you heard from the prophet while he was prophesizing and if somebody were to violate that prophecy in the day of Moshe Rabbeinu to someone that was there actually in the time of in other words was physically there is a in addition to having violated he also violated the, the command of a, of a prophet and therefore is Chayim Misa B'deshemayim for that too. Vibal does der din is nor by Avedazara canal. And since this only applies to Avedazara, which is the only mitzvah that we heard from Moshe as he was hearing it from Hashem, the far zokt is the Rambam nor benegeye. To them, vazok she havaya tzivo she tabad avedizkechavim. That's why the Rambam brings it in where the prophet comes along and he says that Hashem told him to, to, uh, that we should worship Avedazara because here it applies already violating the principle of, uh, of a prophecy 
Whereas when he talks about all other matters in Torah, he talks that he violated a principle of Torah, but it doesn't rise to having violated the command of a prophet as he was receiving the prophecy. Zion. However, but it, this answer doesn't really work because in addition to the fact that you still remain with the question, you still haven't answered why at the beginning of the Perek you did answer why he said it at the end of the Perek in regards to Avedazara but he also says it earlier where he's not talking about Avedazara and he still makes it about the Nevoah of Moshe so in addition to that problem even this whole explanation as beautiful as it sounds that uh, as we just answered that the Ramam is trying to remind us that if you've uh, that, that was living in the time of Moshe violates the uh, the principle of Ibn Zari is also Chayef for having violated the uh, words of the Prophet is this is a, it's very difficult to say that this is what is meant by this that's what the Rambam means to allude to because number one Vibaldas din analis since this is only something that applies in the generation of Moshe for somebody that was there and heard it directly from Moshe so therefore it's all in the past so why is the Rambam talking about it now it's something that doesn't apply anymore for the future Number, another thing is the This idea that somebody that somebody is chayiv if he violated avedazara in the time of Moshe Rabbeinu is the This has nothing to do with the false prophet. It's unrelated to the whole subject of false prophecy. It talks about somebody that listened to the true prophet Moshe Rabbeinu prophesies about Rabbi Dezora that he is Chayyab Yisrael Deshamayim as well what's that got to do with a false prophet falsely testifying that you're allowed to worship Rabbi Dezora today nor mitniinu from Rabbi Dezora this is something which relates to the to the Aveira of Rabbi Dezora v'nimitzah from Deira Midbar din to Rabbi Dezora oich v'nazok nishdabai shabai Hashem Tzivo this has to do with somebody that's living in the time of the Midbar violates Rabbi Dezora even though nobody told him that Hashem said that you should you should violate Avadazara. Is a chayim and he said He, the guy who nobody told him that he should go out Din Avadazara, he just decided that he wants to worship Avadazara, he is Chayim Shamayim because he violated the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu, who he heard prophesize while he was receiving the prophecy. But what does that have to do with a false prophet? It's totally unrelated to the issue of a false prophet. Is the Rambam If the Rambam wanted to make us aware of this beautiful nuance that the Raga Chavar is Machadish, Hatter should have said it in the laws of Abaidazara that if you if you violate Abaidazara in the time of Mesh Rabbeinu, you're also Chayyab for having heard the words of a prophet. But it has nothing to do with the false prophecy. It has nothing to do with the laws of a false prophet, which is what the Ramam is dealing with here. So why here does he say 
that he's violating the Nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu. Ches. So we'll understand all this by first explaining at least in short. In that which we mentioned earlier, in regards to the halacha as well as all other areas of of Torah, the milah from the mitzvah what is outstanding about the mitzvahs as we receive them at Sinai, as opposed to mitzvahs that come to us through prophets at a later time. In other words, what's the big difference between a mitzvah that appears in the Torah and a mitzvah that is told to Hashem by Hashem to a prophet and He tells it to us at a later time? In regards to the word Anoichi, which is the first word in the Aseris Adibris, Klolus Kolatayra, which contains in that one word the entire Torah in a caps in an encapsulated way. Zog the Gemara. The Gemara says as Anoichi is Rashutevis that the word Anoichi is an acronym. Ano Nafshik Savis Yahabis. I, my soul, have written and given to you. As the Eibushter Hotzich Kaviyochol Arangi Shrim and Arangi Gem Mintayra that Hashem, so to speak, wrote Himself and transmitted Himself into the Torah. Or be Medrash, and what does it say in the Medrash about this? As Durch Torah is Oisiyatam Loichim that when a Yid learns Torah or does mitzvahs, you capture Me, you take Me, you have Me when you do mitzvahs or when you, when you learn Torah. Vostafar is moving. And therefore we understand as the mitzvahs are teirahs and nishnor amitl to Kabbalah saschar. That the, the mitzvah, now we understand that the mitzvahs are not there as a way to which, by which to earn reward, oilam haba, ganeidin, and so on. That's not the, that's not the point of teirah, mitzvahs. Other to the greichen, to the mile of elephants, gula, mamlechas kodesh, or that we, when yid, fulfills Torah and Mitzvahs, then he becomes an outstanding individual, more than all the other nations. He becomes a kingdom of priests, a holy nation, based on the fact that he does Torah. So we, we fulfill the Torah in order to become outstanding. Or Litzadafas Abrius is another expression that the Torah was given in order to refine the people. That's not the ultimate purpose of Torah, nor, but rather, Oich Ubi Iker, but more, uh, in addition to all those things, it's also, and for the most part, the real reason is, as in Zeigufavashtetemachubamitachlis, that the mitzvahs himself, themselves are the purpose, are the end, the, end, um, the end game. They are not a stepping stone by which you can get to something else, like we said. If you do a mitzvah, then you become a holy nation. Then you become a refined person. Then you'll go to Ganeid. And that is using a mitzvah as a stepping stone to something else. The truth is that the mitzvahs are the ultimate purpose. That's what the goal is. The goal is to fulfill a mitzvah. Just like you can't say about Hashem Himself, that Hashem is the one that is inscribed into the Torah. So just like you can't say about Hashem, as er is chasusholam anem tzoy to epes anders, you're going to say that Hashem is only a. It's he's there in order to make something else happen. The reason that Hashem exists is for some other purpose. Ridiculous to say something like that. The Eibushter is the the center of all purpose. 
He is the ultimate purpose of everything. Azoi is in the Shaykh Tzazang Menegate to the Mitzvah Torah, just like you can't say about Hashem Himself, you can't say it about the Mitzvahs either, because Hashem has implanted Himself into the Mitzvahs, into the Torah. So you can't say that about the Mitzvahs either. Vos is nafshi, because they have the soul of Hashem in them, so therefore they cannot be a stepping stone for something else either. This is also the reason why the mitzvahs are forever, are eternal. They never will stop. They will never end. Why not? And also that they can't be changed in any way. You can't say one mitzvah goes down, one mitzvah up, another one, one less, a change to a mitzvah. You can't say that about mitzvahs. Why can't you? Since Torah and Mitzvahs contain within them the essence of Hashem who implanted Himself into Torah and Mitzvahs, you can't say that they will be changed in any way. Just like Hashem can never be changed, so also the Mitzvahs which have Him as their center can also not be changed. The stigma not to say it in other words. Then the Ratzna Kadosh Baruch Hu in the mitzvahs that Torah will give in nor bechdei dorzei tzebakum and schar. If the reason that Hashem wanted mitzvahs was as a means by which the yidden can be rewarded, you know, do the mitzvahs and then I can reward you. This is the means by which you can be rewarded. So the grech namaylo or in order, I want the Yidin to become a refined people, so I've given them a set of rules by which they will become refined. So the mitzvahs are there in order to create refinement, or reward. Volt given shayach tzadon, then you could say, it would be possible to say, in the mekayma mitzvah, in the mitzvah, then you would, you would be able to say, that since the people have changed, the mitzvahs are there in order to service the Yidin in order to make them better people. So what happens if the conditions in the world, the conditions in, in humanity change, and now there's another set of, there's different needs which are needed in order to refine people, so the mitzvahs change accordingly, according to the, the, the purpose. If the purpose is to serve the people, the yidden, that they should become better. If they need have other needs now in order to make them better, then the mitzvahs will change along with that. But since the real reason that the Abishta wants these mitzvahs is for an absolutely essential purpose, the mitzvah itself is the goal. It's not a service, it's not there to service anything else. Just like Hashem is not there to service anything else, He exists as an existence which must be, so also the mitzvahs are, exist as an existence which must be, just like Hashem who is their soul, who is their real essence. I have written myself into the Torah mitzvahs. So then there, can, there cannot be a change. Its essence doesn't change. If the mitzvahs are essential, they don't serve, they're not there to service anything else, then they remain in their essence always, unchanged. 
Now that is, a, is the Maila in Fontaira of Nevoa. And it's a similar thing that is the quality of the truth of Torah over, or the power of Torah over the power of prophecy, in other words, the mitzvahs that come through prophecy. Those commands that Hashem gave through prophets, the examples of the Rambam, the, go there, do this, other al don't go there, do go there, all those commands were given for a specific purpose. Right now, I need you to go there. This is for the benefit of so and so, whatever. It was always about something else in order to accomplish something. When the Pharisees, that's why they are only temporary, because the situation is temporary, and this was meant to address in a situation a situation, therefore, they were only temporary. And even those prophecies, which there were many of, where Hashem told the prophet, go tell the Yidin that they have to become better at the fulfilling Torah mitzvahs and so on. As the famous Pasuk, remember the Torah of Moshe, my servant. So the words of prophecy, were, it wasn't about the words of prophecy, it was about bringing them back to the Torah. So in other words, it's still about, it's about the Torah, and therefore the, the words of the prophecy were just to bring the Yidin closer to the Torah. The, prof, the, word, the prophecies were not about Torah, therefore they don't carry the power of Torah. They were there in order to encourage the Yidin to get closer to the Torah, to go back to the Torah. But they don't carry the power of Torah itself. But when we talk about the words in the Torah itself, those mitzvahs, those words in the Torah, that is the essential will of Hashem, which is not an, for any other purpose, is not to serve a situation, and therefore they carry with them a much more powerful message than the Vuah. That's why a, a prophet can never bring something new into Torah. Because the word of Hashem that comes through Torah is of a much higher quality than the word of Hashem that comes through a prophet. That is eternal and essential and the words of Hashem to a prophet are according to the needs of the time. So we established the fact that the words of Torah have an essential quality to them as opposed to the words of prophecy which don't. Tess of Afalpi as the take of Torah is greater the take of Nevoah. So even though the power of Torah is greater than the power of Nevoah, and it's only the words of Torah which are eternal that will last forever. But on the other hand, there is a certain quality that is that is um, gained from the words of prophecy for the people. There is something in regards to the people themselves which are gained from words of prophecy, even more than words of Torah. From words of Torah. In the Vua Ibatayra. Vibal Tayra is the Ratsan Atsim Shogaj Barahu.
since, as we said, Torah represents the essential will of Hashem. Therefore, that kind of truth is much greater than something that can be absorbed by the, the created being. It talks of the essential essence of Hashem. How is a human being able to absorb that, to integrate that? It's beyond us to be able to capture and understand and to to the essence of Torah. But when it comes to the purpose of prophecy is that Hashem speaks to the prophet to go speak to the people. The whole purpose of Nevoah is to reveal it to the people. As we say, he revealed his secret in in Zaya Geder in their parameters. Then the Navi speaks to the Yidden in their own parameters, meaning the Yidden's parameters. I think what it means is that it, a prophet that has all the conditions that make a perfect prophet is able to sort of bring it down to the people. So therefore, is dosin and oifen as the isgalus piled by Eden lamata So therefore, since it's being absorbed by the Eden on their own terms in the way that they live, therefore it brings, it accomplishes that the Eden have a greater faith in Hashem because of the words of the prophet, which are much closer to them. Al pizeh is moving the arichas abir in Rambam Perekhez in the oifen amunuf and Eden in the vuos Based on this, we can now understand the, the way the Rambam dwells and explains in Periches, in the way, the, the, the way that the Yidden had faith, the faith that was created by the Yidden in the prophecy of Moshe. That is not merely recounting an, an event that happened in the Torah. Not a halacha, but it actually expresses a, a halacha. And in the in the halachas and in this halacha, it's made up of two parts. Number one, the amun of asaid dav gloim in avos meisha davzayim b'tekev habados and amun shleimish aim be'daifi. First of all, it the kind of faith that belief that the yidden had in meisha has to be the kind of faith belief which is unquestionable. It can't have any room for doubt. As the Ramam explained, that if it was based on miracles, then you know you never know 100% sure that what you saw, you you understood what you saw, and so on. But it, the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to Hashem, Hashem spoke to Moshe, that has no doubt at all. It leaves no room for doubt. So that's the number one. The the kind of belief that we have in Moshe has to be unquestionable. Number two, in order for the faith, the belief of Moshe Rabbeinu to be in that, in, on that level, and has to be not because of miracles that he performed, nor it's based on the fact that we ourselves saw it, or we ourselves heard it. Only then can there be a true faith, so a true belief. So in other words, first of all, the kind of belief has to be unquestioned. How do you get to unquestioned belief when you see it yourself? 
And conversely, it, the same is true how the Rambam ex- explains when you should not believe a prophet that comes to undermine, to deny Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy. Even if he shows great miracles. Because the faith that we have in Moshe Rabbeinu is not based on his miracles. In order to compare, make a competition between the two types of miracles, it's because we saw it ourselves, we heard it ourselves. So, what this false prophet is trying to tell you, trying to undermine something that is in the Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu prophesied, so he's coming to deny that which you saw yourself. When it's not just his, the faith in this new Navi because of his miracles is not the reason why you believe in Moshe Rabbeinu. His prophecy comes to deny something that you yourself saw. So that's the, the other side of the coin. Just like Moshe Rabbeinu, the faith of Moshe Rabbeinu is based on, not on, is an unquestionable faith, belief, and that's because it doesn't come from miracles, it comes from what we saw. So therefore, conversely, not believing in the other prophet is because he's undermining that which you saw. So therefore, what he's trying to say is, It's not a philosophical discussion which really belongs in Meir Nevuchim. It's not a philosophical explanation about why we don't listen to him. Not a halacha. This is expressing a halacha. And then this part of the halacha, just like in the halacha of what our faith in Meir Rabbeinu has to be based on, in this part of the halacha, why we reject him is also made up of two details. The Taik of Abadaz in the Ramuna Davzain, Atkedekach, Bizafilo Isis, Amazing Dernal Velnish Matl Sabakzain in the Ramuna, that even though the strength of our faith in Moshe Rabbeinu has to be so strong that even though the other guy makes great miracles, even greater, uh, who knows, vast miracles. It's so strong our faith in Moshe Rabbeinu that all those miracles will not undermine our faith in Moshe Rabbeinu. And number two, Bechdeyaz the Amunazol Nisht Abkishvach Veren Durch the Oisumaisim is Dordem Vasaid is Mazbir. And why is it that a Yid will not be weakened in his faith of Moshe Rabbeinu based on the other guy's miracles? Is because you understand, you explain to yourself. Ados is Makhish Nuvaz Shomoshe Rabbeinu Vishamainu. Because what he's trying to do is undermine something by his fancy footwork. He's trying to undermine something that you yourself saw and heard. And the greatest miracles possible have no ability to undermine something that you yourself saw. That when the Torah says do not listen to him when you say do not listen to him it says you should totally and absolutely reject everything that he says why should you reject it? it's based on the fact 
that he is coming to undermine something that Moshe Rabbeinu told us. Moshe Rabbeinu's Nebuah is based on the fact that we saw and we heard Moshe Rabbeinu's Nebuah. So everything that he does, the new prophet does, has no power to undermine that. So this is all based on the halacha. It's all the reason, the reasoning that the Rambam says, that what should you be meditating? What should you be thinking? As this guy is doing these amazing uh, miraculous things and at the same time telling you and therefore you should do something which you're not supposed to do the, the answer to that is I saw Moshe Rabbeinu speak to Hashem that's why what he's trying to do is undermining Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy that's the answer to his lie that's why the Ramah makes it about that Yud to demonstrate the power within halacha, within the parameters of halacha, that when you see something yourself, it is a, an unchangeable conclusion. You can't change your mind about something that you saw. Where do we see this? There's halacha that ain eid nasa dayan. Somebody who witnessed an event himself cannot become a judge on that event. To, to judge that event. Why? Since the judge saw it happen, is the take of Sheol the Melechite from Rabbi Yitzilu. Since a judge has to have the ability to be able to give the benefit of the doubt. In the way the Torah says it, the Shoftu Eida of Yitzilu Eida, the Eida means the uh, group of judges has to be able to judge, apply judgment, and they have to be able to adjust, apply redemption, in other words, to save the guy, to give him the, his, hear his side of the story but if you saw him do it you could never give him the benefit of the doubt, you can't even listen to I didn't do it, you saw him do it, therefore you can't be a judge in this case on the other hand, when a judge sits in judgment and he didn't see it happen, but he heard a hundred people say yes, we saw it happen he could still decide that no, I think that he, there's a room for benefit of doubt. That can never happen if you saw it. And that's why, that's the, the halachic principle that brings out what, that when you see something, then it's unchangeable. That's the basis of our belief in Moshe Rabbeinu. Yudalaf, Vieshlaimer, and perhaps we could say, as the Tamp Nimi that the real the reason, the inner reason why the Abishta gave us the gave Moshe, put the imprint of truth of our belief in Moshe Rabbeinu, the fact that we saw it happen. When did he do it? Dafke by Maimed Arsina. He did it at the event of my Arsinai. Why is it then? that Moshe Rabbeinu was established as immutable as a prophet. The Rambam is Ma'irach Bazez, the Rambam dwells on it, is vile, the tachlis fun, the vuos Moshe is supposed and by Eden, as by Eden is all the herdver, nish nor the emes abaya lekim, from the lekuz bachlau. The reason is because the purpose of Moshe Rabbeinu was not that simply Yidin should believe about the truth of Hashem, nor oich dem emes from Torah, but that what's just equally important perhaps is that we have to believe in the truth of Torah, not just in the truth of Hashem, but in the truth of Torah and since and Torah is as we explained before transcends the created beings 
So what do you do in order to bring Torah down to the to the uh, to the belief to the faith of a, a recreated being? But because we saw and we heard Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy, therefore we have the absolute faith that there is no question at all because we saw it ourselves. Therefore, we that same truth also is conferred on Torah too. The, the reason that Hashem gave us this clear faith, belief in Moshe Rabbeinu that is unchangeable because we saw it, He did it at the Maimed Ar Sinai so that we would have the same faith and belief in Torah too. And one could say. Does was the that the reason why is it that where do we get the strength? Where did Moshe Rabbeinu get that that strength and that truth conferred on him? Was dafke by Maimed Har Sinai through Taira? Is the far? The reason is we know that on one hand, Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevoah is of the ultimate, the highest type of prophecy possible. On in Beidik Tzavis. And this is true in both extremes. How is Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevoah greater than all other prophets? The Ramam explains it. And it comes from two extremes. Number one, Saimet Sadegilia Nevoah, both in the way Hashem revealed himself to Moshe Rabbeinu, that Hashem revealed Himself to him in a direct revelation, not through a dream, not through other, by other prophets. They saw a certain image, a certain vision, which had to be interpreted by Moshe Rabbeinu. He saw the image, he saw the message directly. Also, on the other hand, all the other prophets, when they had prophecy, they would they would fall on the floor, they, they lost their control of their body, they couldn't, they couldn't remain in their human parameters. Something changed. But by Moshe Rabbeinu, he remained standing. He took it like a man, you know, he took it and he was able to keep all of his faculties as he was listening to prophecy. Thus haste, Adas is which means that Moshe Rabbeinu received the prophecy in the highest form possible from the highest source possible not like all the prophets that got it filtered through some imagery and so on he got it directly from Hashem and he got it while he remained in his physical human parameters and that's why Tafka Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy is the proper channel through which to bring down Torah, which is by its nature something that transcends the human condition altogether. And he brings it down in Geder and Evroim. He brought it down into the parameters of the humans. And through this, he was also able to bring the truth of Torah down into their minds, into their uh, into our reality that we now believe in the Torah and the truth of Torah that was something that came along with these two extremes that Moshe Rabbeinu exhibits in his Nebuah and that's why he was the proper channel to bring the Torah down 
By this we also understand was invited the Gempedic why in the next Pedic with the Rambam read now when the Rambam talks about if someone says that Hashem told him to add a mitzvah does haste which means when he says that Hashem told him to add a mitzvah now he's undermining the whole truth of Torah he writes that that is a proof that he's a false prophet why does he frame it not as he came to deny the truth of Torah but rather the truth of the, the prophecy of Moshe it's not as we explained all the way at the beginning that this is just to establish who is a lying who is a false prophet it's not just about that no, the myth is the Rambam but over here he's telling you a new halacha, something new that even though the prophecy of Moshe as a prophet would be lower than Torah as we established all the way at the beginning but since it's the prophecy of Moshe which made us believe in the Torah as ein that the Torah is immutable and unchangeable. When as ein navi and that no navi can come and bring something new after that. The ribe darf oich the teikef from shlilas ha'akhasha nish to herenzach to meifes. Therefore, where does it come? Where does it spring from? Our ability to to be able to deny all the miracles that this false prophet will throw at us. It comes from the prophecy of Moshe. In other words, that the Torah being brought down and being made real to us, and being us being given the power of the truth of Torah comes from the prophecy of Moshe. It's Moshe, as we said, who is the one that channels it to us, and therefore, for us to be able to reject the false miracles of the prophet, of the false prophet, it comes because of our faith in Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy Yud Beis Alpikola now comes to us based on this we get a new understanding in Seder from the Chalukas HaProkim in Hilsus Seder Teir Binyan how the Rambam structures the laws of prophecy in you know the, the different the progression of Halachas as he explains them in chapter 7 he explains the concept of Nevoah in general and also how Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy is outstanding and above all the other prophets what we explained before that he uh, heard it directly not through, uh, not through uh, imagery and so on not through a dream that he took it standing up not he didn't lose his physical parameters after that, after he explains the greatness of Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy in comparison to the other prophets, is a mamshich in the perich He continues in the next perich as mitzad dem is do nocha hechekait nevoish Moshe that because of this there is another way in which Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy is greater. <clears throat> that the, the besides that Moshe Rabbeinu is a bigger prophet, the way that we became, came to believe in him is different than how we believe in all the other prophets. That it happened by Hamaymed Asinai, but the Nevuah is an anoifim from Rabbeinu that we saw and we heard Moshe Rabbeinu directly receive his prophecy. 
So that establishes another greatness of Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy in comparison to all other prophets. And then as a continuation to that, as Nevuas Moshe is Fabunamit Maimed Arsinai, that Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy is connected with Har Sinai. Zokter invited the Gimpedegi continues in the next chapter. As Mitzadam is Nevuas Moshe Ma'ames Oichdi Amunaf Amitis Atayre Shalomaylam Nevuah. That because of this, Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy is able to bring a certain faith from the Yidden in the Torah itself, which is by us, in essence, higher than prophecy. The fact that Torah continues forever, and that a, a Nobi cannot bring anything new, that's because of the, the uh, Torah's power, which is eternal. Therefore, if a Nabi comes and he says that Hashem sent him to do something new, so then we know that he's denying the truth of Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevi'is. So it's Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy, which is what delivers the truth of Torah, which is what makes real to us the truth of Torah. So even though the truth of Torah is higher than prophecy, even Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy, Still, it's Moshe Rabbeinu's, uh, our belief in Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy that gives us the strength to understand the truth of Torah. And that's why when he comes, when a Navi, a false Navi, comes to undermine the truth of Torah, to us it means he's undermining the truth of Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy. Because that's the foundation of our belief in Torah. That's how we become so connected to Torah. That's where we get the strength to have that powerful faith in the Torah. Yud Gimel. But when does the Rambam use that term to deny the prophecy of Moshe? He says it only in regards to if a prophet comes to bring a new mitzvah. As well as at the end where he talks about idol worship. But when he talks about something that, if he wants to uproot something that we have as a tradition, or he wants to talk about a specific mitzvah that Hashem said, that the way to do this mitzvah is in this particular way. Over there he doesn't say which was the original question nor rather he says he comes to deny the truth of Torah. Why does he change? The beer in them, the explanation is when a Navi wants to say that Hashem came, told me that there's a new mitzvah to be delivered or that I could take away a certain mitzvah or he wants to explain something about a mitzvah which we didn't ever heard from Moshe Rabbeinu needless to say if he wants to come to say that Hashem said to worship idols which is of course the worst Avera in the Torah altogether when he says that, he is undermining the whole transmission of Torah. 
the, the Maimed Asina means Hashem chose Moshe Rabbeinu as the prophet for the reasons that we explained before why Moshe Rabbeinu is the right prophet and so on for Maimed Asina and they chose him and that this is eternal for the reasons that he explained before why Torah is eternal and since my, the, the, the event of Har Sinai has become the truth for the Yidin because of we saw it and we heard it in other words that we saw that Moshe Rabbeinu was a true prophet with our own eyes and our own ears so when a prophet comes to say that he's, he tries to undermine the very essence of what Maimed Av Sinai was, which is that it's an eternal thing and it can never be changed. So then he is undermining that whole structure, which is all based on our having seen that Moshe Rabbeinu was a true prophet, and everything follows from that. That's why the Ramam uses that term in that case. But when a, a prophet comes to t- talk about a particular mitzvah, he wants to deal with one issue, one mitzvah. He doesn't undermine the entire structure of Torah. He's just coming to, to speak about one detail in Torah. As Lloyd Zainavua is their din kach, that according to his prophecy that Hashem told him, the rule in this in this case is so and so. He's not undermining the entire um, idea of Torah that it can never be changed. It's only one detail, which is this particular mitzvah has to be done so and so. And what's interesting is that it's even possible that what he says, the mitzvah that he says he's bringing from Hashem, the detail in the mitzvah that he says he's bringing from Hashem actually is correct he says that this case is tar, and this ca- or this case is tome, and he's actually correct it is pro- uh, true what he says, not that it's true what he says it's correct what he says but that the Eibishter told him to say that that's not true, of course that can be, but it's only dealing with a specific detail in Torah is even coming to strengthen what we already know from our own logical understanding of Torah that this is how it has to be he comes to say that Hashem told him from heaven this is how it is so therefore he's not even trying to undermine that mitzvah he's even strengthening that mitzvah but of course to, to give a ruling in that way, to decide, to make a decision about what should be done in Torah, that's not the way it can be done. It cannot come from heaven. That comes from the mitzvah in the Torah, which says it's not from heaven. So therefore, we know that this can't be true. But he didn't really come to undermine the entire structure of Torah. It's possible that he didn't even try to undermine that mitzvah either. He gave you the, the correct answer, but... It's a detail that he that he's falsifying. So it's not coming to undermine the entire structure of Torah, all which is based all on Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevuah and so on. That's why here the Rambam doesn't put it 
point out that this the problem with this is that he's trying to deny the Navua of Moshe. Nor Lahakashatira, here he comes to deny a principle of Torah, a detail in Torah. Val Yedner is Makhish nor Adim from Torah because all he's trying to do is uh, denying a specific Allah and Torah of Anishmaimidasina, but he didn't come to undermine the entire structure of Har Sinai and everything that it's built on and everything that it's based on and what it means you know, as the Rebbe explained, that it carries with it the essence of Hashem, and that's why Torah is immutable, that nothing can be changed, because it's all about the essence, and that all this comes from the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to Hashem directly, and he brings it down to our reality, and so on. Now, he's not trying to undermine that. Unishdi Yisrael Kala is not trying to undermine the entire structure of the foundations of Torah, which all came to us based on the fact that we saw Moshe Rabbeinu hear it and see it and that's why he speaks of it as undermining a principle of Torah but not the whole Nevuah of Moshe which would bring the whole thing crashing down for us